ESPN Radio. Rodgers will remain with the Green Bay Packers. I think a lot of dominoes are going to start to fall for the Green Bay Packers. Sign your deal, and then I want you to go to the locker room, and I want you to point out the guys that you're going to lose. Every penny he takes from the salary cap is a penny they can't afford to pay a linebacker or a safety or a right guard or all these other people they need around him. They do have a lot of work to do to get under the cap by 4 o'clock Eastern time next Wednesday. ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN Radio on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 and E+. I am Chris Caddy, and she is Amber Wilson, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We're not hard to find either. Hit us up on Twitter at AmberW790, at ChrisCanny99. And as always, tap in on the Candy call-in line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And Amber, today... We got the news that we've all been waiting for, and we got some news that we didn't even know we wanted. And so I'm excited to be able to talk about huge shockwaves throughout the NFL. And we got to start out with the latest and the greatest, and that being the Denver Broncos trading for Russell Wilson. The Broncos have agreed to trade quarterback Drew Locke, tight end Noah Fant, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. Now, after a decade up in the Pacific Northwest, Russell Wilson is changing divisions going from the NFC West to the AFC West. And so I got to ask you, what's your reaction to this news that Russell Wilson is finally being traded out of Seattle and going to the Denver Broncos? My initial reaction is that he's taking away Aaron Rodgers' day, right? Which (laughs) There's something amusing about the fact that Aaron Rodgers made us wait six weeks to tell us he's staying in Green Bay, and then immediately upon telling us all of the headlines switch to Russell Wilson news, and we're talking about the rest portion of this off the top of the show. So that is my initial reaction to this news. And then I guess I was a bit surprised, but credit to the Broncos for seemingly having, I guess, a plan B, maybe a plan A, according to Shefty. We'll talk about that in a minute. But them having a plan in place anyways that extended well beyond Aaron Rodgers and so they needed a new a a better upgrade at quarterback a lot of people feel like that Broncos team is a quarterback away and they just upgraded at quarterback no I'm with you on that one and I'm one of those folks that believe that Denver just needed the offense to be able to catch up to what they're bringing to the table defensively because that's a top 10 top 10 unit and at times last year played like a top five unit and so to now have the offense to to balance that out to have a quarterback to get Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy the football, not to mention Javante Williams in the backfield and a solid offensive line, this Denver Broncos team looks like they're ready to compete in the AFC West for a division title. So it's going to be really exciting to watch. I think that instantly becomes one of the more exciting divisions in all of football because right now it's an arms race. You have a division with Pat Mahomes, with Derek Carr, with Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson. All of those quarterbacks are must-see TV. So it's going to be exciting to see it all play out. But if you're the Seattle Seahawks, this was the only logical conclusion that you could come to in terms of what's in the best long-term interest of your franchise. You didn't have any draft capital to speak of because of the Jamal Adams trade. You didn't own your own first-round pick. That belongs to the New York Jets. 
And so in order to infuse this roster with some young talent at controllable costs, this made the most sense. And then beyond that, you're talking about an eight-figure cap savings by trading Russell Wilson. Now, I get it. It's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, and there's probably a decade's worth of tread left on the tires. But without being able to surround him with the requisite pieces in order to compete at the highest level, it was going to be tough sledding in the NFC West. But it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And, Amber, you referenced Adam Schefter talking about George Payton's plan at quarterback this offseason and how Russell Wilson was plan A and not their plan B. Take a listen. It's a case where they have been dialed in with the Seahawks in recent days. Those talks heated up. George Payton, the Broncos general manager, initiated those talks. And you'll notice that the Denver Broncos didn't have a single trade conversation with the Green Bay Packers this offseason regarding Aaron Rodgers. But they've had multiple significant conversations with the Seattle Seahawks regarding Russell Wilson. And those talks have been going on for a couple of weeks now. This was the quarterback that Denver was targeting. And so in the end, I don't think that even if Aaron Rodgers had decided I want to go to Denver, I don't know that that was going to be an option here because Denver was moving down the road with Seattle. Yeah, Amber, I don't know if I'm buying that completely. Not to uh, talk about Shefty's credibility. I'm not going to say that, but I will say this. If you're George Payton, what else are you going to say? If you don't ram Aaron Rodgers playing and you end up getting Russell Wilson, of course you want public perception to be that this was your guy all along. But lest we not forget, the Denver Broncos hired Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett was the offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers and supposedly had a really good relationship with Aaron Rodgers. So although talks between the two organizations might not have gone down the road, I have a hard time believing there wasn't some communication through back channels engaging Aaron Rodgers' interest to potentially leave Green Bay and come run with the Denver Broncos. I'm just not buying that. And the fact that we got the Rodgers news earlier today and then we're getting the Russell Wilson news in the back half of the day, it just leads me to believe that the, the the plan actually took form and took shape in terms of what direction George Patton knew he needed to go in order to get his quarterback for the future. Oh, it's completely inconceivable to me. And and again, when we question <laughs> reports, like I'm not questioning Shefty's reporting. He is absolutely being told that, of course, by sources. I'm questioning the sources telling Shefty that, right? Because I have a very hard time believing that the Broncos' plan A was Russell Wilson over the reigning MVP. I have a very hard time believing that had Aaron Rodgers, in fact, wanted to go there, that they would have said, you know what? No, we're not really particularly interested. We kind of have this deal with Seattle in the works. Now, what I do think is is conceivable here, Chris, is that maybe the Broncos had some inside information a couple weeks back where we're all waiting for weeks and weeks and weeks and months and what felt like years to hear what Aaron Rodgers' decision was going to be. Maybe he had put out some information secretly to these teams, these places he was considering. Maybe he had made that decision weeks ago and he had kind of gotten a little bit of uh, that information or at least the sense of that decision to the Broncos where they started at some point feeling like, hey, we're probably out on the Aaron Rodgers sweepstake. What else can we do? And they turned their attention to the Seattle Seahawks and to Russell Wilson. And this ends up, I think, frankly, being a win-win for both sides of this trade. The Seahawks got a haul in return 
for a quarterback that's coming off of his worst season, a very, very difficult season and a season where he ended up battling through injury and never seeming right. I actually don't frankly know exactly what Russell Wilson is anymore. I know what he used to be. It has felt like here that there has been a decline over the last couple of years. And maybe that looks very different in Denver. And maybe it looks very different when he's healthy. He's certainly young enough for it too. So if you're the Broncos, this is an upgrade either way. I do know that he's better than Drew Locke, but at the same time, the Seahawks just got a haul in a situation where they weren't going to be able to go anywhere this season, even if Russell Wilson was playing really well. I will say this about the uncertainty and where Russell Wilson is at in his career. Keep in mind, the Denver Broncos a few years back got Peyton Manning, and we really didn't know what to expect from him coming off of that neck surgery. It worked out just fine for the Denver Broncos. They ended up winning Super Bowl 50. Now, I get it. Peyton Manning was a shell of himself he when they did it. He was a shell of himself. But, I don't know but, if lightning strikes first, twice but, like that, Chris. But, but, the first, but the first couple of years in Denver, Peyton Manning was the best quarterback in the regular season in the National Football League, Amber. And I had an up-close-and-personal view of it because the first game of the 2013 season, Peyton Manning decided to hang seven touchdown passes on my Baltimore Ravens defense. So I will say this. That is an organization that's used to going out and getting mercenaries at the quarterback position and being able to do high-level winning once they get those guys in the building. And speaking of high-level winning, we've got the updated Super Bowl odds for the Denver Broncos, according to Caesars Sportsbook. So the odds for Denver to win the Super Bowl moved from 25-1 to 1 to 12-1, to 1, Amber. That's a huge, that's huge, huge jump. Huge jump. And then, of course, Seattle went backwards. They went the other way. The odds for them to win the Super Bowl moved from 40 to 1 to 75 to 1. You'll so be rich it show, it if you hit on you that how, Seattle bet. <laughs> it shows you how Vegas quantifies the impact of having Russell Wilson on your team. And now with him, with the Denver Broncos, again, I think it makes the AFC West fascinating to watch this upcoming season. And the Denver Broncos seem like they're a team that's poised and they're ready to go because they have all of the weapons on the offense an offensive line that's markedly better than what Russell Wilson had in Seattle, and a defense that, although they do have some free agents, seems like they're rock solid when you start evaluating their strengths on the back end um, with Justin Simmons and Patrick Sertain the second. So a lot of feel-good out there for the Denver Broncos fan. I can't imagine the range of emotions that they went through today because you found out this morning that you missed out on Aaron Rodgers, and then ultimately you got Russell Wilson. So it's the lowest of lows followed up by the highest of highs. So Denver fans have got to be really excited. And we want to hear from you on the Candy Call-In line. 888-SAY-ESPN, that's 888-729-3776. We also got to get to the other side of today's breaking news in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers committing to the Green Bay Packers for the foreseeable future. We'll have the latest on that. But first, a word from eBay. When a part of your offense isn't firing on all cylinders, it shows. Maybe it's a drop ball. Maybe you just can't work your way down the field. Maybe Pete Carroll is your head coach. Who knows? When this happens, the only solution is to replace that part with something better. It's the same with your car, but unlike in sports, a new batch of car parts can't be drafted every year. That's why eBay Motors exists. They have all the right parts at the right prices. In fact, eBay Motors has 122 million parts. Amber, that's a lot of parts. That's a lot. But that way you can get the parts you need to make your car a winner. Visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. 
Aaron Rodgers will remain with the Green Bay Packers. Sign your deal, and then I want you to go to the locker room, point out the guys that you're going to lose. Every penny he takes is a penny they can't afford to pay a linebacker or all these other people they need around him. So Amber Wilson and I gave you the straight up and down when it comes to the Russell Wilson news, and that was Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. But now, Amber, I feel like we got to get to what's going on in Green Bay, and this is going to go down straight, no chaser. I don't know what took Aaron Rodgers so long to make a decision. Here we are, 44 days since the Green Bay Packers played their game against the 49ers in the divisional round and lost, by the way. And Aaron Rodgers took that amount of time in order to come to a decision that we felt like he probably already knew before he reported to training camp at the beginning of the 2021 season, which was he was going to finish out his career as a Green Bay Packer. I don't know why he made the Green Bay fans wait on pins and needles for his decision. I get why he would seemingly want the organization to sweat it out. But this is one of those things that we knew that Aaron Rodgers essentially wanted to be I wanted to be compensated for what he did, back-to-back MVPs, wanted to have control over how his career would end, which he now does. But ultimately, I just don't understand why it took him this long to come to this decision. And I thought we were past the point of him wanting the organization to sweat it out. I thought they said kumbaya and they were BFFFLs now. Isn't that the reports that we were hearing, right? Because yep. they made good last off season. We had all of this drama. It led us up to the day before training camp. Then they rework his contract and then obviously made some of the moves that he was hoping they would make. They expressed their commitment to him in doing that. And so we heard things were all good between him and the organization. In fact, We heard it from him like 43 days ago on on the Pat McAfee show. I think it was, he was saying, well, I I wouldn't want to hold them hostage. I'm not, I'm going to make a quick decision here because he wanted to do right by the organization. And it feels like those were hollow words because six weeks later, we're getting the information that he's saying exactly where he already was. I would have understood it, Chris, if the decision was going to be, okay, well, I'm I'm leaving, right? I'm mulling my options between the Titans and the Broncos. I'm having a hard time deciding what team would be better for me, what gives me a better opportunity to win, where I'd want to live, or the Steelers throw them into that conversation, whatever, any of those teams that were rumored to be on his list. But if his decision was, I'm staying, then I really do not understand what we've been doing the last six weeks other than giving him a lot of pub. And that's what it feels like almost was the purpose of this. They have obviously been having these discussions with him. I, I know we had Jeremy Fowler on Greeny yesterday when I was hosting, and and he said that the next deal from them, the most recent uh, offer from Green Bay, what would reset the entire quarterback market. It was a monstrous offer, and I think we're hearing some of those alleged terms, although I guess Aaron Rodgers is now out here on Twitter denying that he has, in fact, signed a contract and denying <laughs> the terms of the contract. So don't worry. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers is still right now coming for your publicity today and for your headlines. He's still trying to stay in the mix here. But we we're starting to hear these rumblings, in other words. And I asked Jeremy Fowler yesterday if, in fact, they're offering contracts. And he said his assumption is not this was not Green Bay's first offer. I said that's probably a good sign, right? Like, why is Aaron Rodgers bothering to negotiate if he's not staying? And, in fact, apparently he is staying. And so I just don't understand why we've been doing this dance. He's obviously been negotiating with them behind the scenes it has felt like a lot of unnecessary drama and waiting and frankly I think that it has harmed 
All of the organizations potentially involved in this, again, credit to the Broncos for pivoting like they did and and having another good plan in place. But this couldn't have helped Green Bay and their situation. It couldn't have helped Green Bay in their situation in whether or not to tag Devontae Adams. They have until, what, they have like uh, less than an hour. What time is it right now? They've got like 45 minutes left before they have to tag Devontae Adams. And he is, in fact, receiving the franchise tag. Could they have? That's breaking news here that he is receiving the franchise tag, which we were expecting. But, Chris, could they have worked out a deal with Adams maybe if we had had this information from Rodgers six weeks ago? Wouldn't that have helped that? I, I don't understand what, what Aaron Rodgers was doing waiting so long. Well, Amber, I think the tag is just a placeholder. I would fully expect the deal for Devontae Adams to be announced at some point this week. I, I don't think we get out of this this week and get to the start of the new league year without Devontae Adams having a new deal. And that's obviously one of the contingencies or one of the one of the stipulations that Aaron Rodgers probably made to the Green Bay Packers organization in order to get them to sell him on signing up for what's being reported as a contract extension for four more seasons. So it's interesting to see how it all plays out, but let's go and let's take a listen to what you were talking about with Jeremy Fowler on first take about what Aaron Rodgers was weighing with the decision that he made today. Certainly it was a, a eventful couple of years of the drafting of Jordan Love in the first round, you know, um, and so Rodgers wanted to know that uh, not only would he be secure long-term in Green Bay, but would he have a good relationship with the front office? Mm. Uh, he was surprised by the Jordan Love pick, and, you know, from all that I was told, the Packers were all in from last offseason on not only – bringing him back and uh, pumping confidence in him that he's their guy moving forward as an MVP, but that they wanted to foster a good relationship. You know, they really worked at keeping him informed, um, making him feel like he's part of the process. Uh, you're considering him and their moves. And they've shown that over the last six months. And I'm, I'm told that's gone a long way with Rogers. So whatever happens over the next week with his contract and with the team, you know, they, they feel like they try to maximize their efforts uh, to make sure they were in a really good place with Rogers. And, Amber, the part I want to key in on and what Jeremy just fl- just said is being a part of the process because the communication breakdown is where this all started two years ago when the Packers kept A-Rod in the dark about what they were doing and drafting Jordan Love as the succession plan to Aaron Rodgers. That part about it is what rubbed Aaron Rodgers the wrong way and not necessarily having control of his football future and when he would walk away from the Green Bay Packers organization. With the reports of what the new contract looks like, the framework that's out there, it's supposed to be a four-year extension, upwards of $200 million with $153 million guaranteed. That, that in essence, guarantees that Aaron Rodgers can walk away from the Green Bay Packers whenever he wants and that he's going to be the one making that decision not the organization. Yeah, it's the biggest contract in NFL history. Again, Aaron Rodgers out here on Twitter denying that that is, in fact, the contract. So we'll see how that one plays out. They, The Packers made good with Aaron Rodgers. I think they also made good with Aaron Rodgers because, you know, they're in the NFC North. So good, good work out of the Green Bay Packers because I think that has everything to do with why Rodgers ends up also staying in Green Bay. He doesn't want any of that smoke over in the AFC. I think that was a good decision <laughs> by Aaron Rodgers to stay put in the NFC, particularly now with the landscape that we're seeing shape out in the AFC. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I, I feel like, though, he knew that the Packers were in the NFC, you know, three weeks ago, Canty, four weeks ago, five weeks ago. Like, he kind of told us this forever ago. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why it took so long to announce the decision, but it seemed like this was the conclusion that he was ultimately going to come to 
uh, in the first place. So we've got the updated odds for the Green Bay Packers to win the Super Bowl as a result of Aaron Rodgers announcing his decision to return to the organization. The Packers move from 15-1 to to 12-1 to now that the report about Rodgers staying put in Green Bay has come out. Oh, excuse me. It was 12 to 1 when the report came out, and now it has jumped to 10 to 1, Amber. So, just in from today, from the movement that we had today, from 15 to 1 to 12 to 1 to now 10 to 1 for the Green Bay Packers to win the Super Bowl. So, we want to hear from you guys. Tap in on the candy call in line, Triple H, say ESPN. That's 888 729 3776. After trading Russell Wilson, are the Broncos now the team to beat in the AFC West? Amber and I will give you our answers on the other side of the break. You're listening to ESPN Radio back after this. ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Chris Candy on ESPN Radio and E+. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Hit us up on the Candy call-in line, 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. Tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast, bringing you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. Presented by Supercuts, download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily, available wherever you enjoy your podcast. Amber, right now, we got to go out to the hotline to bring on former All-Pro linebacker and host of the Chad and Nate show on 104.3 The Fan in Denver, Chad Brown. And Chad... I know you've got ties to the Seattle market as well as the Denver market. Um, This is a situation, an unprecedented trade in the National Football League with the Seahawks moving a Super Bowl winning quarterback in Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. We saw the reaction from Jerry Judy, the Broncos wide receiver, on Twitter. He showed the emoji with the side eye and the frown at around 12.15 this afternoon, and then at 1.45, he sends out the we lit emo- with the fire emoji. So a range of emotions from Broncos players. But I just want to get a feel for where the Denver Broncos fans are at now that they know that Russell Wilson is going to be their quarterback for the foreseeable future. Well, the Denver Broncos fans have been quarterback hungry since Peyton Manning left. And we've had more quarterbacks under center than any other team in the National Football League. <clears throat> so the amount of quarterback interest for every quarterback that could possibly be a quarterback for the Denver Broncos has been incredibly high. We've been interested in every disgruntled quarterback, every quarterback in the draft as a media guy out here in Denver forced to talk about all those. My partner on 104.3 The Fan, Mark Schlereth, mentioned the possibility of Aaron Rodgers in the trade last year during the draft, the night of the draft. So the bubble for Aaron Rodgers here in Denver is beginning bigger and bigger as we blew more hot air into that bubble. That bubble burst earlier today when Aaron Rodgers re-signed with the Packers. All of Broncos country was deflated by the news. Obviously, our hopes were very high. And then literally an hour later, uh, joy and jubilation. George Payton gets a deal done. And uh, it reminds me of that great line from the notorious B.I.G., real bad boys move in silence. While everyone was talking about this Aaron Rodgers stuff, George Payton was behind the scenes making moves to make Russell Wilson a Denver Bronco. 
Yeah, reportedly, according to Adam Schefter, this deal's actually been being worked on for weeks. And he said that this deal actually has nothing to do with the Aaron Rodgers situation. He alluded to the fact that, in fact, even if Rodgers had still wanted to come to the Broncos, that they might have said no because they were already in works with this deal with Seattle for Russell Wilson. Does that surprise you to hear uh, that they could have been actually out on the Aaron Rodgers sweepstake? Uh, not too surprising. Obviously, the, the ties with Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos' new head coach, and Aaron Rodgers, was clear. So as soon as Nathaniel Hackett was mentioned as a possibility, it tied the Aaron Rodgers to it from a media narrative perspective. But obviously, as I said, George Payton was doing moves behind the scenes. And I think if you look at the two quarterbacks, obviously Aaron Rodgers, four-time MVP, coming off back-to-back MVP seasons, but he's an older guy. Russell Wilson is 32. So the the window, the runway for Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers is much longer for Russell Wilson. So uh, I'm not surprised George Payton with a six-year deal was looking for a guy he could probably hitch his wagons to the entire time he's going to be the GM for the Denver Broncos. That move made sense, so I'm not surprised to hear that even if Aaron Rodgers had decided to leave Green Bay, then maybe that ship had sailed. Talking with former All-Pro linebacker Chad Brown on ESPN Radio. And Chad, Russell Wilson has... Two years remaining on his deal, totaling in $51 million in cash being paid out. Now, with what we're seeing in the quarterback market and the going rate and then the reported Aaron Rodgers contract extension paying him upwards of $50 million a year, when can we anticipate the Denver Broncos giving uh, giving Russell Wilson a contract extension? Uh, well, with new ownership coming in, uh, we're not certain who that's going to be yet. I think uh, a contract like a massive record-breaking quarterback contract will probably have to be handled once new ownership is firmly in place. I don't think they're going to be having George Payton negotiate that this year. But I would imagine at some point this season, maybe after this season, they sit down with Russell Wilson and begin to figure out what it's going to take. Obviously, they would like Russell Wilson to finish his career with the Denver Broncos. Um, You know, that's going to take some big money to do. But uh, fortunately for the Broncos and for – uh, Russell Wilson, the salary cap just jumped up again. It's going to be $208 million this coming season, I believe a $28 million jump. So uh, that plays well for Russell Wilson and the Broncos to come to terms for a long-term deal that will keep him a Bronco until he retires. Yeah, they certainly have some room to work with. So you mentioned that the Broncos, that there's going to be new ownership coming in. The Broncos are, are probably going to sell for something like the $4 billion range. Do you think that this acquisition of Russell Wilson affects the value now of the franchise at all, Chad? I think it would only make the value, the franchise uh, value higher. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard numbers creeping closer to $5 billion. Obviously, these are just... You know, it seems like monopoly money to most of us normal people. Uh, but, yeah, I think this moves that franchise value forward. Now you've got a team with a young offensive nucleus with Javante Williams at running back. You've got Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick and Jerry Judy at the wide receiver spot. Let's not forget about K.J. Hamler. So there's some youth on the offense. I think the direction of the arrow for the Broncos has certainly pointed up now that Russell Wilson is the quarterback to be able to get the ball to those guys. Uh, a Broncos offense, which has been underperforming ever since Peyton Manning left, now has a guy who scored 30 points plus since uh, 32 times of 30 points plus since 2016. So much, a much more explosive guy under center. Uh, fans like offense. Offense wins football games. The franchise value must go up. Chad, where would you power rank the Denver Broncos in the AFC West? 
Wow, that's a that's a good one. The NFC West may have the, uh, the the best group of four quarterbacks in the NFL. We got Derek Carr with the Raiders. We got Justin Herbert, although he has yet to win a playoff game, at, at the top of the division now with Kansas City. Uh, depending on how the rest of the offseason plays out, free agent signings, free agent losses, you know who is drafted, all those kinds of things. I could see a scenario where the Broncos are the number one team in the AFC West mm. once all this offseason movement is done. Well, Chad, we appreciate a few moments of your time. I'm sure we'll be talking again with you soon with all the moving parts that are going out there with the Denver Broncos organization. Appreciate the time, my friend. Well, thanks for having me on. I certainly appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. All right, that's former All-Pro linebacker Chad Brown, co-host of the Chad and Nate Show on 104.3 The Fan in Denver, giving us the perspective of Bronco fans out there and how excited they are. And Amber, this is a time for them to celebrate because they've been in the wilderness looking for a quarterback since Peyton Manning rode off into the sunset after winning Super Bowl 50. And George Peyton and John Elway finally land that plane and get a guy that they know is capable of competing at a championship level. Poor Drew Locke, right? Uh Absolutely. They have their guy now. This is a good day if you're a Denver Broncos fan. And they should feel good anyways, Chris, because they were the darlings here, right? I mean, everybody was flirting with this Broncos team. Aaron Rodgers reportedly. Obviously, Russell Wilson would not be with this team if he did not want to be with this team. He had a no-trade clause. So this is a destination that he wanted to go to. We know Deshaun Watson was the one who kind of got all of this started when he had put them on his list, another quarterback with a no-trade clause. So it feels like all of these quarterbacks in control of their own destiny had the Denver Broncos on their list, and now the Denver Broncos finally have their guy. So now Russell Wilson is changing teams. Does that move change the value of the Denver Broncos? Amber and I'll have more on that. You're listening to ESPN Radio. More after this. The Seahawks have agreed to trade quarterback Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. They were missing a quarterback. They found their target. I felt like things have become stagnant in Seattle. Russell Wilson always wanted to be in an environment where he felt like he could win. ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Chris Canny on ESPN Radio. And Amber, my Lakers took another L last night, losing to the San Antonio Spurs 117-110. to Now, this is a game that LeBron James did not suit up. Of course, we know he dropped 56 points against the Warriors in a win on Saturday. But it makes people question whether or not LeBron James is capable of sustaining the level of play we saw over the weekend. And I think we got our answer to the fact that he actually had to sit out this game against the Spurs on Monday night. Well, very few people are are find it sustainable to put up over 50 and take as many shots as LeBron did in that game, right? Night in and night out. And the problem for LeBron and the Lakers is that's what they need from him in order to get those wins. It felt like to me, Chris, that LeBron went vintage LeBron because, of course, he still has that ability to do that even at 37 years old. When is that even vintage like LeBron, that, though? Well, is it even vintage, vintage LeBron? It feels vintage. like it's out of character for LeBron. Well, it's vintage in the respect that he's turning it up to an unbelievable superhuman level, which we've seen him do that many, many a times in the past. The problem is at 37, you can't necessarily do it every single night. You can do it at will, though. You can kind of do it when you want to do it. It's just not going to be back to back to back to back to back. And the Lakers have found themselves in a situation where they need him to do it back to back to back to back. So he does it on national television against the Warriors. Like, he gets up for there, and the next game... 
he's sitting with knee soreness. And the problem here being that it's that same knee that was swollen where he missed games not long ago for that same exact knee problem where he re-aggravated it now. So that's what happens when you're 37. That's kind of the difference between 37 and 27, right? Like you can still get up. You can still be superhuman every once in a while, but you can't maintain it. And it's just not realistic. And the problem for the Lakers is if LeBron's not doing that, then they don't have much at all working for them. Yeah, the problem is LeBron can't recover the way that he used to. And the guy that's supposed to be the one that steps in in his stead is Anthony Davis. And because he's out of the lineup so much, Charles Barkley and others have started referring to him as street clothes and not using his actual name. That's the biggest problem that the Lakers are facing, the inconsistency in terms of the availability that Anthony Davis has. I know that everybody is scrutinizing Russell Westbrook. And frankly, if he, in an honest moment, I'm sure he'll tell you he's not having one of his best seasons. But ultimately, this comes down to Anthony Davis not being available for this team, not being somebody that they can rely on to take some of the pressure off of LeBron on both ends of the court. And so the Lakers right now seem like they're locked into that nine seed. The Clippers are five games clear of them, so they're going to be in that play-in tournament. It's a matter of what we can expect from them, what the ceiling for this team is ultimately going to end up being. And with LeBron James dealing with these injuries, it's hard to say that that's going to be anything great. The Denver Broncos and Seattle Seahawks have agreed to a trade that will send Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. They'd put themselves in a position where they could compete for a championship, and what were they missing? They were missing a quarterback. It's ESPN Radio on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 and E+. She is Amber Wilson. I am Chris Canny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Get at us on Twitter at AmberW790, at ChrisCanny99. And as always, tap in on the Canny call-in line, 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. And Amber, the Denver Broncos made a huge move, blockbuster trade with the Seattle Seahawks in order to bring over Russell Wilson they shipped Shelby Harris, defensive end, Noah Fant, tight end, and quarterback Drew Locke, along with two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round picks to the Seattle Seahawks. So an incredible haul for Pete Carroll and John Schneider. But I don't think the Denver Broncos are worried about that much. They're getting a championship-level quarterback. And now, with the franchise being poised to be sold this offseason, Folks are speculating on the actual valuation of the Denver Broncos and just how much this franchise is going to be sold for. We've heard the number being rumored in the $4 billion territory, but with Russell Wilson now under center, I can only imagine that number is going to go up. It would seem that that number is going to go up. I think that it's interesting, though, because the value of a franchise isn't necessarily dependent on exactly what's happening on the field at any given moment, right, Chris? Like, it's bigger than that. It's business. And, I mean, it's why we see sometimes these terrible teams, but the franchise is worth so much. We're hearing reports that this Broncos franchise is going to garner $4 billion or more, and it's going to be interesting the way that the sale is done because it's essentially going to be an auction where they award the team to the highest bidder, and with Denver's NFL franchise, they have to have anybody bidding has to have their financing in order at the time of bidding. That seems like that wouldn't be outlandish, but apparently, actually, that is kind of unusual with the way this works with a sale of a franchise. So this franchise is not going to be sold in a normal way. 
way. I don't know if that has anything to do with this or not. Like, I don't really know. I've never, Chris, this may shock you, but I've never actually tried to pony up and spend $4 billion on anything. So I don't (laughs) fully know what goes into that valuation. But it seems like to me, the novice in me would think that if the product is better on the field and you have a chance to, you know, win a Super Bowl, then that would certainly help the value, particularly when we're talking about a 33-year-old quarterback with maybe now a long future in Denver in Russell Wilson. Here's Fox Sports NFL analyst Mark Schlereth on Barton Hahn earlier before the Russell Wilson trade went down. Take a listen to what he had to say about the Broncos' value. I think the the value of this team is pretty solid, whether they have Aaron Rodgers or not. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate because uh, this is a team under Boland, under Mr. Boland's ownership that was, you know, always a, a always one of the kind of crown jewel pieces uh, in the AFC. And, you know, they've really become irrelevant in the last six years. They haven't had a playoff berth. Uh, they've had losing seasons um, for five straight years in a row. They just haven't been relevant. And, you know, this is a team that dominated that kind of – they're the only team that plays consistently in the mountain time zone. They dominated that time zone. They were always one of the afternoon games of the week, you know, that 405 or that 425 slot. So the quarterback would have helped them in that scenario, but I don't think it devalues the franchise. They're still going to get $4 billion. Yeah, Amber, I don't think that a franchise is going to be devalued by instability at the quarterback position, but certainly having the most important position in all of team sports settled and filling that role with a championship-level quarterback like Russell Wilson, who's 33 years old, only stands to make the franchise more valuable and more intriguing in terms of the ownership groups that are potentially vying to take control of the team. So I will say this, the the franchise that I believe was the most recently sold was the Carolina Panthers with owner David Tepper ponying up $2.275 billion for that organization. Now I get it, market is a huge part of it and Denver is a much bigger market than the Charlotte market. But now that you have Russell Wilson in the fold, I've got to imagine that that $4 billion number that's being thrown out there is only going to go up. Now, I get it. We're talking about billions of dollars. So you're talking Russell Wilson's impact on that might be, you know, you know $100 million, $200 million. It, it might be nominal in comparison to what, what the bigger picture is and what the total cost is. But still, the value of the franchise is going to do nothing but appreciate when you know that you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson locked in for the foreseeable future. I like that we're talking about $100 million being nominal, but it is if you're talking about $4, $5 billion. <laughs> and this might be more like $5 billion. It would set a new record price for a sports franchise in the United States. You mentioned that Carolina sale. And by the way, Tepper was not even the highest bidder. And that's what now the league is trying to prevent here, where if you're going to bid on the Broncos, you have to be what's called fully capitalized, which means that you can't just now bid and not come up with the money. You have to have the money when you step up to the plate. So that'll affect the value as well and what people can actually bid on this franchise. But either way, that looks like this is going to reset the entire market. I don't know if Russell Wilson is going to make a huge difference in these conversations and negotiations in this auction, but he'll certainly, he certainly won't help hurt the process. Let's put it that way. And I would imagine overall winning always helps revenue. Absolutely. So the Denver Broncos about to get their money up, their values going up. And so is Russell Wilson. Cause I have a hard time imagining that he's going to get out of this off season without getting a contract extension from that organization coming up next. 
Does Aaron Rodgers returning to Green Bay make the Packers the favorites in the NFC? Amber and I will give you our take. This is ESPN Radio. 